A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Puckle TCG Cast! Of course, as you guys know, Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that our dear Fearless Tatch came up with and we just went along with it. Now, I am your host, Lord Jashiro, coming to you all the way from Golden Rot City with two of my great guests here. First, this man, there's no control button on his computer. That's because Sublime is always in control. It's Sublime Manic! I feel out of control in this moment. <laughs> Hello. Good to have you back, man. I've been missing so you. So good to be back. It's been too long. Too long. Indeed. Of I've course. been so busy. I know. Uh, in <laughs> fact, uh, I might actually ask you a question after I introduce our next guest. Uh, but I'm, I don't know if I'm going to catch you off guard. But I know I won't. So, um, obviously, next we have... Some say that this man's calendar goes straight from March 31st all the way to April 2nd. That's because this man... No one can take him for a fool. So there's no April Fools for him. It is Sigma! Hey, let's see if we can make sure this is shorter than last time. <laughs> oh yeah, the last episode was three hours, but that's because, man, we, we talked all about Sun and Moon, uh, Guardians Rising, uh, exp- uh, expansion set, and it's just a great, great set, and, and it, everything that all the time needed to be able to explain and go over that set was needed and required, and we could have gone longer if it not that by that time we were already having, you know, some seizures and attacks because we... We're kind of like desperate for finishing that up. But that which comes to my next question, Sublime, that I wanted to ask you. You weren't on that episode. But at least do you want to give us your favorite cards from Sun and Moon real quick? Uh, For sure. For obviously, Guardians Rising, Tap- sorry. Yeah, I assumed that you meant that. Uh, obviously, Tapu Lele um, is just obligatory. Uh, oh, yeah. Tapu Coco GX is really great also, of course. I'm really excited by the stadium cards, actually. I think they're really interesting. They were really good, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's it, guys, for the, our introduction. We're going to go ahead straight to the news because we, uh, because we did the review last uh, episode. We didn't have time, and there's a lot of information to cover. So let's go ahead and move on along to the news. Drop it. Now, 
Now, normally we would say breaking news, this just in, but the reality is, <laughs> since we didn't cover the news last time around, there's a lot of news that are pretty old. However, we felt the need that we do need to discuss them because they're pretty big. Uh, changes in the uh, in the Pokemon Company and the Pokemon TCG ca- uh, TCG in general. So let's go ahead and start with the first one. And of course, the one many of you already know that Pokemon has figured out a new way of making reprints without actually having them be reprints. Now this comes along with the release, as uh, so you guys know, of some Pokemon uh, EXs such as Jolteon EX, Mega Lucario EX, and others like that, Mega Manectric as well EX. Now, normally, when Pokemon would reprint a card with a different alternate um, art, they would put it as a promo card. That means it had a black promo star at the bottom of the card, and it would automatically refresh that card into the format once again. That is how we've managed to get Eveltal EX and uh, Cernius EX for so long in the TCGs because they kept reprinting them with alternate um, art styles. And every time they did so, it just renew, uh, regenerated that card into the meta, allowing it to stay more time. However, Pokemon has decided that we no longer, well, they, although this might happen in the future again, at the, this moment, that is not the plan. How they're doing it now, though, is that now they're applying a A right next to the original set number and set name in the card. This means, for example, our Mega Lucario EX that was from Furious Fist, its number was 55 from 11. Now, the alternate version of this Lucario is 55A. Not a different promo number, just 55A from 111 cards. Oh, like I just said, guys, what this basically means is these cards are new cards. They're, yes, reprints, but they're not going to have an extended... Uh, or in this case, they're not going to be revived in standard as Furious, uh, Furious Fist is already rotated out. Uh, any uh, any comments on this, guys? Uh, Sublime? Um, it's mostly just a big deal for when cards like Eveltal EX stayed in the format forever because it kept getting a promo and then another promo. Yeah. And so it's going to help us change the meta more quickly without cards staying overstaying their welcome. Yeah. Sigma? Yeah. Because usually a lot of the time it's good cards that get this anyway, and you could probably play them and expand it. So it doesn't really matter that it's not going to be standard legal. I'm okay with things staying away. Yes, I am okay too. I, this is actually something positive. Uh, I know I've heard many people in the Vine that are not happy because they wanted some of these cards to come back, such as, uh, I mean... Hello, Jolteon EX. It's my favorite Pokemon, and I love the card. But I mean, it's staying in the meta. It it's, was in yeah, generation. Exactly. It'll still be around. It, it'll still be around, and, and at the same time, yes, I want EX Pokemon to die already. You know, I want a meta where we can finally have our GX Pokemon only, and we can start making that meta work. So I'm completely fine with this. So um, let's go on and move on to the next piece of news. It's more Pokemon tra- uh, company news with a change adjustments on the world qualification. Sublime, take it away. Yes, so there have been some changes. It became clear easier to earn your invite to Worlds for the 2017 season because the amount of CP or championship points that you need to qualify is um, lowered, and they're also increasing um, the number of championship points awarded at various events. Yes. It's going to depend what region you're in that determines the threshold necessary, though, still. This is very welcome news because... So that's something you need to, like, be aware of what kind, like, what region you're in. Yeah. 
because the qualifications are not the same for each part of the world. Yeah, because it depends on how many players are already uh, in, uh, in right. math for your region. If you're a region that has a lot of players, then the rules will change slightly for you to give you more of a chance. While if you're in a in a region where there's not that many players, then the those requirements might go up because it's easier for you, theoretically, to acquire a higher level there. Now, this is a very welcome thing because one of the biggest critique for 2017 when it was announced last year was the fact of how would they revealed how difficult it is this year to be able to acquire that invite. They The amounts of points needed to be able to get that invite was extremely high and you needed to really invest money and time if you really wanted to get invited for Worlds. And that brought a little bit of controversy in the, t- in the, in the Pokemon trading card game because many people were saying that was a necessary evil that needed to be done because the reality is last year, for example, in the Pokemon Worlds, we had over a thousand players playing at Worlds. How can you say that something is the World Championship and you have more than a thousand players? Isn't it supposed to be like the best of the best playing in a tournament? And you had way too many people playing. But at the same side, you really are making it difficult for those players that might not have the money and might not have the resources to be able to go around the country being able to play in every single tournament, being able to get every single points that they can. So I do appreciate they're lowering the requ- the requirements. Sigma. I like that they've changed it, but I think they've done it a little too late in the season. Like a lot of the people yeah. who this could have affected would have probably liked to have known about this months ago. That is very true. And they may have just stopped competing for CP because the requirements were so high and the now that they've changed the point totals it's nice but yeah this is kind of like a very, really big kick in the rear for them because it's like oh yeah. thank you pokemon if i would have known this you know six months ago i would have actually tried harder <laughs> so that you do bring up a great point sigma that they realized their mistake if you can call that a mistake a little bit too late in the game uh pardon the pun um <laughs> but at least they are doing it and if this allows at least I'm happy if this allows 10 players at least that weren't going to be able to make it but now are going to be able to make it that's fine with me they've learned from this mistake let's just hope that they keep they learn from this and then next season 2018 they are a little bit more prudent so let's move on to the next piece of news which is still Pokemon company news regarding some ban hammering thunder from the heavens Sigma take it away Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we got a, a ban announcement that nothing was banned. However, they said they do say that they intend to keep quarterly announcements now, about two weeks before the set releases. And they, you should never expect a card from Standard to be banned unless something really bad happens, like, I don't know, Lysander's trump card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, Shift Tree? Yeah, but that was expanded. So that matter. is true. They say that in the expanded format, they actually are investigating a few cards and are going to be coming to this. Now, what's interesting about this is because before Lysander's Trump card, so Pokemon was notorious in a way in the fact that they really didn't ban anything. Everything was allowed. Nothing was illegal. Kind of like VGC style gameplay in the game in the in the video game, where like uh, Kangaskhan, Mega Kangaskhan was allowed and stuff like that that are normally not allowed in Smogon. The TCG had that problem for a long time, although it was pretty balanced. However, Lysander's trump card really forced their hand into be having to consider it banning 
and revising cards because as you all guys know you've heard the story on this podcast many times it was it's just completely through the meta out the window now what sigma's letting us know here is not only are there now obviously we know that they're taking banning seriously because they have banned already a few cards but that they're now going to be more proactive in letting us know with actual dates of hey by this date, we are going to let you know what we are going to consider banning and what we are not. So Pokemon is going to be actively evaluating each, each and every day what cards are still considered fair in the format. And that's actually pretty mature of them. That's just, for me, this is them actually growing up as a company, as a trading card company, and taking the game very seriously. Sublime. Um, yeah, it's good to have that information more preemptively made available, so good stuff. No complaints. Yep. How about you, Sigma? Any last words? Um, I like them giving some more attention to Expanded. Um, I would like to see Getsus go away, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, Getsy needs to go away. Uh, that is that is never fun to watch someone on stream get turn one Getsus. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I don't like this was one Getsus. of my first full arts, so I love him. <laughs> if you could get an errata that says you can't play him on your first turn, he could yeah. say, but... I yeah, no, it's it. just nasty. It's very nasty. Okay, guys, so that's it for Pokemon Company news regarding the game overall. Let's go into some card news. Some new things are showing up, and they seem pretty interesting. Let's, let's go ahead and start from our first view of Magikarp. Gyarados and Darkrai from Sun and Moon 3, which as you guys know, in Japan, in the, in Japan, I think it's called Fighting Rainbow and Light Consuming Darkness? Of course, it has to have one amazing name like that in Japan because it's just that crazy. Now, the Magic Card we're not going to discount, so it's typical basic. However, let's go over that Gyarados and that Darkrai. Now, neither of these cards are GX cards, they're regular cards um we have that Gyarados which is obviously a water with an HP of 150 for a stage one that's pretty pretty great now it has two attacks its first attack for a double colorless energy blast apart 50 damage times this attack does 50 damage times the number of magic carp in your discard pile which is interesting very interesting now we also have a that second attack is splash burn for two water two colorless 160 damage in attack does 30 damage to each of your bench Pokemon. So it has some backlash. Now that first attack is pretty interesting. Oh, by the way, the weakness is uh, lightning, no resistance, and the retreat cost is a heavy four. Now this is an interesting card. Of course, we will refrain from reviewing it now and wait till it actually comes about. But what I like about this card is, number one, you can play it with um, Ace in the Hole. Yeah, yeah. for 200 yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, with Ace in a hole from you your yeah, in this card pile that you make sure that all your magic cards are in your and then you're hitting for a really nice 200 damage each turn. And two, yeah, and if you've got a choice band, you start one-shotting most of the GXs. Yep, with 200 you're with a double colorless energy yeah. only. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> that, Wow, um <laughs> That is pretty, uh, pretty hardcore there. Of course, like we always say in the show, it's too soon to rate it. We have to wait a little. But we see, right now, us three, we see a lot of potential in that Gyarados. It's cool. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it has a lot of potential, especially because Ace in the Hole is probably on the way out. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but in the current meta, of uh, at least, it, it does have potential. Okay. Yeah, we'll get a couple weeks with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. 
So, um, next up, we do have uh, this Dark Cry. Dark Cry, of course, is a Dark Basic with 120, also pretty high for a basic Pokemon. It has two attacks as well. This first attack hit no way for one Dark, one Colorless. 30 damage, your opponent active is now asleep. That's pretty standard for a Dark Cry. Nothing too shabby about that. Its second attack is Dark Raid for one Darkness and a double Colorless. 80 damage plus. If your opponent has used their GX attack, this attack does. 80 more damage, its weakness is fighting, resistant is psychic, and its retreat costs of 2. Now, this is pretty decent card. Its first attack, although it does require 1 dark, 1 colorless, which makes it a little bit slower, we still have ways around that, and their 30 damage and automatically putting your opponent to sleep is not half bad. Its second attack, Dark Raid, it's actually pretty good. I mean, we're talking about just a dark and a double colorless energy, and you're doing a solid 160 every single turn as long as your opponent has used their GX attack. Now, it is true that they're in control of that, whether or not they use their GX attack or not, but it's still making them think, think, uh, think twice before they do that attack. Uh, Sigma, do you have any uh, uh, recommendations on this card? No, actually, I like its second attack. It's a really interesting one, and... Sleep is eh, flippy, but it's cool. Yeah, he's in Sublime. I really like it, uh, especially because there's some GX attacks that can be used early game, and I think this gives you a really great counter, not counter, but like card to use against those sorts of decks. Yeah. So I think it has merit. It definitely does. And if it continues like this, now they really are nailing Sun and Moon. The Pokemon Company has really been giving us since Sun and Moon. I think they learned their lesson from Pokemon Evolutions. <laughs> and ever since Sun and Moon, we've just gotten really legit great sets. Because Sun and Moon was really good, and Guardians Rising was even better. And if Sun and Moon 3, which is this one, which we I don't think we have a name yet for this one, is as good as it seems, then we're heading for some great Pokemon battling. It's going to be amazing. Now let's move on to the next piece of news, which I'm going to let Sublime handle. And those are the new Battle Origin tins that are from Walmart. Take it away, Sublime. Yes, we have new tins coming out that are going to feature Darkrai EX from Breakpoint, Mewtwo EX from Breakthrough, and Rayquaza EX from Roaring Skies. And they're going to be priced at $20 each. They obviously come with the trading card um, game online code as well as four booster packs, two of which are going to be Sun and Moon, one is going to be Evolutions, and one is going to be Fates Collides. Um, yes. So Do we know which Rayquaza is this one? It is the Roaring oh. Skies Rayquaza. The colorless one? Oh, yeah. yes, it's colorless. Yes. So it's going to be the good Rayquaza. Um, not the mega Rayquaza, though, unfortunately, but still a good way of acquiring that Rayquaza if you need it. And moving on, not much to say on that one. Get those tins as soon as you can. All three of those cards oh. I consider to be really good, so go ahead, also, Sigma. Uh, Tapu Koko GX and Tapu Bulu GX tin should be out this week. So Oh, that is very true as well, yes. So let's make sure we get those on. Now, moving on to some... Uh, everyone's favorite dragon. Just take it away, <laughs> Sigma, please. Okay, so in the next set, which is called Burning Shadows... We're going to get a Charizard GX card, and that is going to get its own premium collection coming in September. Who's surprised? Who's surprised? Are you surprised, uh, Sublime? I'm not surprised, but I'm not bothered. <laughs> Are you like, surprised, Sigma? Cool. <laughs> um, not really. All the Pokemon rides seem to have been getting GXs, so, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll continue on Sigma, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be coming with foil promos for of Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard GX, as well as a Charizard pin and a Charizard coin, as well as six booster packs and a PTCGO card. And a Charizard statue and a Charizard poster and a Charizard neon light so you can hang in your everything Charizard, because that's all that Pokemon wants you to have. Um, interesting that we know that the set is Burning Shadows. I did not know that little fact. Um, so it's uh, it's a good name for a set. And uh, yeah, we're going to get some more Charizard love coming our way. Let's just hope that actually, for all that I'm right now bashing Pokemon and their love for Charizard, they really haven't done a good job in Charizard and the TCG. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, almost all of the Charizards that come out have pretty much been garbage. So maybe actually we'll actually we'll have a good... Charizard card to play, and uh, it will have actually be merited. Hope so. Yeah, one Let can hope. See. One can <laughs> hope. So moving on from all that Gen One love that we always get to some Gen Seven and Gen Two love coming out, Necrozma GX and Ho-Oh GX from the Sun and Moon Three set has been revealed, uh, and they're pretty interesting. Now, I'd like to remind you guys that Necrozma is one of the legendaries from Sun and Moon that gets confused as a Ultra Beast, but I don't think it is an Ultra Beast. Correct me if I'm right, uh, wrong, it's uh, Sigma. It's not, it right? It is, isn't. Uh, it's in the same category of Ultra Beast as, like, Lunala and Golgaleo in that they have prime stats and they learn moves at prime levels, but they aren't actual Ultra Beasts because they can't be caught in Ultra or Beast Balls. Yeah, it's kind of, like, weird. Now, yeah. let's go ahead and start out with Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh is, of course, fire with 190 HP. It's a basic GX, which is always good. It has three attacks, as GX tends to have. One fire, a double colorless energy, and surprise, surprise, sacred fire. That's the name. The attack does 50 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. Uh, you don't apply witness and resistance, so it's a basic sniping attack for 50 damage. Then you have Phoenix Burn for three fire energies and one colorless. 180 damage. This Pokemon can't use Phoenix Burn during your next move. Sorry about that. And of course we have the GX attack, Eternal Light GX. For one fire, two colorless. Put three combinations of fire Pokemon EX or GX from your discard pile onto your bench. You can't use this, of course you can use more than one of GX attack. Its weakness is lightning, resistance is fire, and the retreat is two. Sigma, what do you think about this card? Well, the first thing you look at is the GX attack on these GX Pokemon, and bringing back an Incineroars is kind of cool, but you could also wreck Candy, and that's about the same amount of setup as you need for this Ho-Oh. Yes. It's got strong attacks. Seems to be on the better side of GXs. Yeah. What about you, Sublime? Ho-Oh is one of my favorite legends of all time, so it's perfect in every way anyway. But this card is also quite good. I think um, 180 is a pretty good benchmark, I think, especially with all the damage boosting available in this format through supports and through equipment. And then on top of that, I like it's kind of interesting the way different Ho-Oh cards have had different niches for bringing cards back from your discard pile. Yeah, like, it's that's all definitely about been a mechanic they've played with, right, because of the Phoenix Feather and all. And that's something they've played with before with Ho-Oh, but it's interesting to see it as a GX. Mm-hmm. Um, how good of a GX attack that is will depend on the future and what future fire GX 
Pokemon come into play because I don't believe it would require you to evolve something if you got I an additional... I was just going to say, oh, yes. Exactly. Nope, it doesn't. Um, so it works like yeah. uh, Ace in the Hole and uh, Hidden right. Ball Trick. So if you have some really good fire attackers in addition to Ho-Oh, or I guess you could just get additional Ho-Oh um, for your true. bench as well, right? Because then you can't use Etern uh, Phoenix Burn more than once. So if you got two Ho-Ohs set up, you could switch them hypothetically. Um... If you got one, another Ho-Oh GX from your discard pile. So I think this card is going to be pretty good. Um, it also gives Fire an additional option for their GX attack. It's not Plus, we just, like, the cost of four uh, synergizes quite well with another card we'll be talking about later. So <laughs> Go ahead, Sigma. Works well. It's a good day for Ho-Oh. Oh, I was saying it wasn't a weak-to-water Fire type, so that's nice. Oh, that fire. is always nice. Although it oh, is weak-to-lightning. So it, yeah. it it does have to uh, watch out with uh, Substrika. I finally was able to say it right, and you have <laughs> Professor Snack to thank that. Uh, <laughs> so moving on from Ho all the way down to Necrozma GX. It's a Psychic with 180 HP, 10 less than Ho. Basic Pokemon, of course. It has an ability and two moves. Now its ability is prevent all damage done. It's called uh, end, end light, which is pretty ominous. Uh, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from colorless Pokemon, both yours and your opponents. That is, uh, pretty interesting. It's immune to colorless <laughs> Pokemon, so Mega Rayquaza, watch out. And it has two attacks. Its first attack is pr uh, Prism Burst. It costs three colorless energy, um, ten damage plus. Discard all psychic energy attached to this Pokemon. This attack does 60 damage more for each energy discarded this way. That's a lot of energy, a lot of damage. 60 for each energy is pretty, pretty hardcore. Then we have, of course, uh, Black uh, Ray GX, which is its GX move for three colorless energies as well. This attack does 100 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon EX and or GX. This attack isn't affected by weakness or resistance, which is basically an overall snipe everything move. Its weakness is psychic, it has no resistance, and its retreat cost is two. <gasps> Disgust. Sublime. The ability is really cool because it just shuts down Mega Rayquaza completely. Yep. Um, that said, it's an ability and there's a lot of ways to shut down the ability, so I don't think it's going to stop any decks necessarily. Um... Prism Burst is interesting. I don't know if you'd want to build a deck around it. Um, but it's cool. Like, you'd have to get a lot of energy attachments, but... An interesting card, especially just for the ability. I see it working really nicely with uh, Lunala GX, which allows you to move psychic energies around. Like, uh... But you have to discard it. Yo, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, not to recover those energies, but at least to be able to attack more than one turn in a row. In a row. Mm. What about you, yeah. Sigma? The lack of psychic acceleration in terms of energy make me not very high on this card. But mm, I agree. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. You got Howl and the Crossma. Those are coming in Sun and Moon 3, which soon to be arriving in August, which would be Crimson... What was the name that we said? Um... Burning Shadows. Burning Shadows. It will be arriving in Burning Shadows. Get it? Because it's fire and psychic and dark. Ah, see what they did there? Anyway... Speaking of fire, we have a fire master coming on as a supporter and actually brings, pardon the pun again, light 
to a very needed guiding light to our fire type TCG. Um, Sublime, take it away. So you were referring to Kiawe, right? Yes. So the Kiawe uh, support card from Sun and Moon Set Three has been revealed, and this is going to give—it's like the new blacksmith, basically. Because um, what it'll do is you can attach four fire energy from your deck, not yeah. the discard pile, your deck, to any any Pokemon, not just fire type Pokemon, mind you. So that's including Tapu Lele GX, mm-hmm. uh, Lugia EX, yep. things of that nature, um, on your discard pile, and then your turn ends immediately. Obviously, that's fantastic if you go first. Yes, it yeah. really is. Sigma, <laughs> take it away. Uh, I have a feeling a lot of Tapu Lele are going to be finding this card. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing its full art that I hope will be similar to his trial in the game where he poses with the Hiker and the Salazzle. Yes. Now what's... What... <laughs> but uh, in terms of playability, it seems really good. It's going to make those high-priced fire attackers yes. do well like, yes. looking at Ho-Oh and not having to care about that cost as much as I usually would is a nice thing. Because three fires and a colorless is not a reasonable attack cost without this card. It really isn't. And, and, but and with that card... With this like, card, it is... Don't even have to blink an eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame Basically, you're attaching... I mean, you would say, oh, but you lose your turn. Yeah. But Go you're first. doing four turns worth of energies in one. I will <laughs> nope. gladly lose that turn. <laughs> Like, I get four turns of setup, so I'm okay. I'm okay with losing uh, one turn to get four turns of setup. That is amazing. And it's so needed for fire because for a long time we've been saying here on the podcast that fire needs support. It hasn't been... Man, my puns today are on fire. That's two puns in one. Hasn't just been that good. And they really need the support to make all these good potential fire Pokemon that we have there. Volcanion, which already has a good deck, this makes that deck even more, even better. Because it allows it to have more attackers, different attackers. It makes it more viable. This also, if this card existed when Charizard, Mega Charizard GX, uh, EX was a thing, it would have made Fire Charizard EX actually playable. It is such a great card that comes in just in time to have fire have the spotlight and just, you know, blow us all out of the way. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> and finally, we have the last card we're going to discuss, which is a little old Gen 1-er, but coming back to haunt us in Gen 7, Lolan, Alolan Grimer. Sigma, took it away. Okay, we've got a dark Alolan Grimer this time. Its HP is 80, and it's a basic Pokemon. Its first attack for no energy is Multiply, where you get to search your deck for another Alo- for an Alolan Grimer and put it onto your bench and then shuffle your deck. And then for a double colorless, it has an attack called Trip Sludge. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. Weakness now, is Fighting, mm-hmm. Resistance, Psychic, Retreat 3. So I'm going to go ahead and first... I like this Grimer because of its first attack. Anything yep. that allows me to... First, it doesn't cost anything. And number two, it allows me to get another Grimer. This means that I can get a Lolan Muck on turn two for sure if I get at least this Grimer at turn one. That's great. That's a great mm-hmm. card to have to start the game with. If you're planning to use a Lolan Muck 
and your deck strategy is based around Alolan Muk, which uh, to remind you guys at home, Alolan Muk has the ability to shut down all basic Pokemon's abilities, kind of like uh, Garbodor, but just for basics, but no need for tools, right? Because Garbodor requires a tool for it to, to power. Uh, Muk doesn't require that, but it shuts down all. You can have your Alolan Muk ready to use on turn two, thanks to this uh, Alolan Grimer Dark. I really like it. What about you, Sublime? Um, I think it's a really cool card just because of that uh, attack. The fact that it is an attack is less ideal than if it were an ability, but still good. Yeah. And Sigma. Yeah, I expect at some point Alolan Muck will start seeing more play, and this is probably the go-to Grimer for that. Yes, for sure. Okay, so that's it for cart news. We have one more piece of news, and this is actually some housekeeping news. We here at the TCG cast are proud to announce our first Buckle TCG official tournament is going to happen with us here in the Buckle crew. It's going to be super exciting. Gator, our, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and just tell the, the his position. Uh, our TCG community manager has been arranging this for a long time, so it's finally, it's well welcome you to see. Now, for you guys interested, this uh, particular uh, tournament is going to be standard, best of three, and Swiss format. Uh, and everyone has a week to complete their matches. If you're interested in joining, you can definitely go to pucklepodcast.com slash TCG. There, you will be able to enlist for this, sign up for this tournament. All list, uh, all signups will be until June 4th because the tournament will start in June 5th. So again, if you're interested in participating in our first ever official Puckle TCG tournament, go ahead and go to pucklepodcast.com slash TCG. There you can sign up and June 5th will be the beginning day for this tournament. Everyone's invited, including our host here. We can participate, so you might actually end up battling any of us, and I can guarantee that you will beat us. Uh, at least me. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, it's exciting. Hope to see you guys there, because uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun and a way for us to just be able to just share moments here in the TCG as a community. Now that's it for the news. We're going to move on, guys. Do you feel the heat? I know you are, Sigma. Uh, but yeah. if, you, <laughs> if you do feel that heat, go ahead and grab a margarita. Put your swimsuit, get your flip-flops on, because we're going to go ahead and move on to Topical Beach. We'll be right back. Welcome to Topical Beach. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Topical Beach, and the breeze is fine, the sun is shining, because we're going to talk about something we should have been talking a long time ago. I think this is a topic well overdue, and that is, guys, the PTCGO, also known as the Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Now, this is a very important game slash tool for all of us in the TCG, because it allows us to connect to players around the world and play our favorite TCG with anyone, absolutely everyone in the entire world. And it's a fantastic tool, fantastic game, but it's not necessarily perfect. So let's go ahead and discuss what we like and what we don't like and what we want to see improved on the PTCGO. Now for that, we definitely brought our main PTCGO expert here, Mr. Sublime Manic, who uh, exclusively plays on the PTCGO, uh, as well as uh, Sigma here, plays extensively as well, and I stream on it. 
So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the PTCGO. Let's start with you, Sublime. What do you, what are your favorite things uh, from the PTCGO, and what would you like to see change? How about the fact that I don't have to store all my cards somewhere, <laughs> or buy like anything to hold them in, or card protectors? Like it is just infinitely lower maintenance than using the physical card game. Um, you always have people to play against. You don't have to wonder like, oh, well, I have to go such and such, or I have to meet up with such and such for a limited amount of time. You can play any time of the day or night, any time of the week, any time of the year. You're going to find a match. And it's so much easier to build multiple decks with the limited cards that you have, whereas you cannot do that in real life. If you have three copies of a staple, like let's say you have only four physical copies of Ultra Ball, mm -hmm. you're going to have to grab those from a deck to put them in a different deck to make a new deck with those same cards. But that's not a problem online, right? Because it's all digital. It's, there's just <laughs> so many benefits. I can't imagine not using this system. Um, yeah, I have a lot of good things to say about it. Um, it's so much easier to experiment with decks as well. It really is. How about you, Sigma? What do you, you like about the PTCGO? Uh, the one thing I really don't enjoy when playing card games is shuffling, and I don't have to shuffle on there, so I can play all the search effects and shuffle <laughs> yep. as I want to. True. All that time shuffling. Everything which makes gameplay faster. Which exactly. makes gameplay faster. Yep. Yep, I do truly do like uh, the PTCGO a lot um, in many ways. So I've actually was hesitant. Um, I have to thank Thatch for this, for me reliving, rekindling my love for PTCGO. So I stopped updating my PTCGO for a while because I got this feeling that I really wanted to work on physical cards, right? If I, if I wanted to invest money. So if you, the, the, the problem, and we should get, we're going to get this in a while, uh, soon into this topic of what's the problems, right? For you to get good, in the physical version of the PTCGO, you have to buy singles. When you buy singles, it really leaves out any improvement on the PTCGO because you're not getting codes. And that is a problem. So that's what's happening with me. I was trying to build good physical decks. So I was going online, buying directly the cards that I needed for my deck, completely ignoring boosters overall. And that, allowed, of course, made me, be, have, made me have incredibly good physical cards, but my PTCGO was completely, you know, up, not updated. It doesn't have any good cards, so it, it definitely fall back in that aspect. Now, coming back streaming, I've been using Thatch's account for streaming, and it really has rekindled my love for PTCGO because it really is so simple and so easy to just jump right in and immediately start playing the game with little setup required. It is that easy. You log on, you choose your daily gift, you hit versus, and boom, you're playing against someone around the world who's probably going to... Uh, play, you know, uh, Tapu Lele deck because that's apparently all everything that <laughs> everything that everyone is playing right now. But regardless of that, it is an incredible good tool and it has so many positive things. Now it does have its quirks. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and and start with my own personal quirk, and it's the inability. Speaking of not being able to buy individual cards now. There are ways, I'm not saying it's not possible, we do know there's ways around the system, there's always is, but the fact that Pokemon doesn't allow you to buy individual cards and only obligates you to buy boosters is a problem for me. Boosters is difficult, money-wise. You, if you dedicate to just get all you, everything you need from boosters, you will spend way too much money. If you buy your cards directly, you can get exactly what you need. Of course, that is designed because it is a trading card game, so we need to trade. 
But trade is not easy in the TCGO, and it's something we're going to get to in a minute. What about you, Sublime? What do you don't like about the TCGO? Well, I mean, for one thing, I just want to say the way you buy singles online, um, because this is what I do, um, is you get codes, right, for cards, or for packs. Yeah. You do not open those codes once you've downloaded them. That is functionally currency, and you can trade so many unopened packs for singles on the trading feature, so that's how you get what you want. Yeah, no, there's um, ways around it. What I was saying is absolutely. there's not there's not an official way of doing it. I mean, it's not official, but it's functionally the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess what I would like is more tournament options, and that's something they've improved a lot. Like, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. They've improved where tournaments are happening all the time, but I guess I would like for more large-scale tournament events the way they have in person is the only thing that's like the only thing you're missing on the tcgo is the extent to which live events happen in um at actual events yeah how about you that would actually be really nice because i I follow magic online a lot and they actually have some of their premier tournaments through their online clients as well Mm -hmm. like the things that can qualify them for worlds or qualify them for their Pro, pro or promotional tour, I guess is what they call it. Yeah. But to be able to do some of those things through PTCGO would be great on them. Yeah, like uh, pre-release mm-hmm. sets as well. As well, if you could do a pre-release oh, tournament, a pre-release tournament, that would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah, like put we... like a thousand tick or put a thousand tokens in and do a pre-release. Mm-hmm. That, that would be, be cool. great. Yeah, there's definitely chances them expanding on the ways we compete in the PTCGO. Now, like Sublime and Sigma already said, there are tournaments you can participate, and they are frequent, but they're not official capacity tournaments. Now, of course, the problem with digital is that digital is easily manipulated, right? It's not as the same as physical. So making anything official-wise in PTCGO, let's say, oh, we maybe we should have a... Uh, tournaments that actually give you championship points well that's tricky when it comes to digital because digital is uh, you know very susceptible to hacking to to be able to manipulate the system to your advantage so that's why many things don't include a uh, a a digital tournament um however if they are able to nail that down where yes you pokemon can 100 percent guarantee that Everyone playing the PTCGO is not hacking, has legal cards, uh, has not used a different software to manipulate any uh, what uh, the system. Then that is a possible alternative. But like always, everything is leakable, everything is hackable, so it might be a little bit difficult for them to do that. I mean, the same thing could be said about the VGC tournaments they hold on their Sun and Moon cartridges online. Like there's that no is... guarantee that. And you do get championship points for those. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I did not know that. Okay. I mean, it's really hard to do. You have to be in, like, the top thousand or so to get okay. one point. But you do get points. That's and interesting. Did not know that the, the, the video game actually gave you points. That's interesting. Now, moving on to other things that um, we like about the PTCG, or we don't. I do have another gripe, and that is it's... It's, uh, how you call it, the interface of it. I feel it's a little bit clunky. Uh, the chatting system of that is... I don't <laughs> like that it separates everything in tabs. It's oh. really annoying. 
it's really hard to uh to be able to keep up with who you're talking with at the time because it just keeps open secret taps different in different places <laughs> and it's so annoying it's like could you please work on this chat system to make it a little bit you know less annoying to work with it really does require a little bit of more uh polish when it comes to of its interface it's just um it's just really difficult to keep up with how many people are online how many people are you talking to at a time? Same thing with whenever someone sent you a uh, trading um, request. It's really difficult to figure out where it is or where, uh, where it went. Um, so that's a few things that I would really like PTCGO. Pokemon, if you're listening, because I know you're, you, you Pokemon company is definitely taking from their time to listen to our little podcast here. Uh, guys, work on that. It should be a simple fix. Come on, just just work on that chat and the, the trading system. <laughs> Uh, Sigma, something that, uh, anything else that you'd like to talk about from the PTCGO? You just reminded me how on that big update, I think it was almost a year ago now, they changed communications against strangers to those emoticons instead of actual actual game chat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) I, I hate those things so much. (laughs) It's, well, luckily, uh, luckily, you have the mute feature when someone continually just says, you have a nice deck, but oh, <laughs> I missed the regular game chat. <laughs> yes. And it's always them trying to, you know, uh, uh, minimize any uh, uh, advantage that predators can have on children. And that's admirable, also, right? But at the same yeah. time, it's like, there's smarter ways of doing it, guys. It's, it's, it's annoying. Mean, uh, that's how Hearthstone does it too, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, Sigma. Uh, sorry, Sublime. Yes. What else? What else do you like or dislike about the PVCGO? Well, I was just thinking about the fact that um, you don't have a poker face when you play online. So, if you get a really good hand, you can smile and not worry about it. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Right? There's like you can like actually emote and not be concerned about your opponent reading your um, expression. <laughs> yeah. And I also really like the fact that you could hypothetically play it entirely for free without ever having to spend anything. Um, if you play the ladder to get rewards for how many games you play. And if you participate in the tournaments, you can get booster packs from that, which can be traded. Um, yeah. So you can technically get whatever you want if you play enough for free entirely. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is a great way to get into the TCG if you haven't already. If you don't want to invest in cards, the PTCGO is free. You can get it online for free at Pokemon.com. Uh, you can download it, no cost. You can start playing it. It gives you cards from the get-go at no charge. And like Sublime said, you can play with it with no extra fees or anything. So it's a great way for you guys that um, are still thinking of joining and not 100% sure you should. PTCGO is the way to start for sure because it just gives you so much for free uh, just to play in the game. It really is a good gate to start. <laughs> it's a great gate for this drug. <laughs> that is the Pokemon TCG. Yeah, and if you're opening packs anyway, you should have an account to plug those in. Yeah. Or give me your codes. You can just give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not um, going to use them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... 
one of the few quirks from the PTCGO though is sometimes they don't get the programming correctly. So you'll see that some cards are temporarily banned in the PTCGO. Like right now, I believe Dragonite EX is banned for some reason. I believe it's just I not think working. Just it's usually updated. a bug. Yeah, they, they just updated it today, I think. And I don't believe I got any ban message this, today. When Not this time. Up. So, yeah. So, one of the quirks for working with digital, of course, is the fact that programming is not a, a EC science. <laughs> and I know that. I've, been, I've worked in a game company before. Not in programming or uh, uh, code. But I, I know a lot of people in code. And things, man, they just don't work as they you want them to work sometimes. And the TCG... The PTCGO is known to have uh, some temporary bans happening at the time. Now, I remember when Ninja Boy came out, everyone was super excited for Ninja Boy when it was announced because it's a good card. And everyone wanted to start playing with it, but when the set finally revealed, apparently there was a big bug with Ninja Boy. And Ninja Boy was temporarily banned from the PTCGO for a good at least three weeks. It was a long time before they figured out how to fix that. Um... So that's one of the, the 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 cons of the PTCGO, where some cards are you know unnecessarily banned just because the programming there was some bug, some code in the system that didn't work for properly, and the card itself was not working correctly in the game. So um, that's something that hopefully as the time progresses they can get better at, and we see less of. Um, Anything else, guys, that you want to discuss about the PTCGO? I think one really interesting difference between the PTCGO and real life is in real life, only a certain number of cards are printed. And in the online version, that's not the case. There can be an infinitely infinitely many Shaman EX, for example. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it would take a long time to draw get those, but, like, hypothetically, there's no physical limit to the number of a specific card that can exist. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really awesome because so many cards are um, valued because they're hard to get. And that doesn't have to be the case digitally. Yeah. And eventually, we should you should be able to get to a point where it'll be on the versus ladder. Like Yes. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. true, too. Like you can I earn wanna... some really good cards for free. Uh, Hoopa was on there. Giratina EX was on there. The uh, wishing, so... uh, Guiding Wish uh, Jirachi EX was there, too. Oh, at one point. I didn't get one. Oh, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it was probably during the year of or the month of Jirachi last year. Probably that it showed up on there. I think you're right. I think it was. And uh, yeah, no, the versus ladder is a great way of getting cards that you need, and it's a great incentive. Mew EX was there as well. You can get that Mew. That uh, could copy ability uh, attacks as well. Um, it's just a great way of getting cards. Uh, not to mention, though, we haven't talked much about the single player aspect. It does have a single player, guys. So it may come to a surprise to you guys, but it does have a system where you play against the NPC, the the, the computer, and uh, we do encourage you there. You do so because it does give out a few great neat cards. Um, one of the great things about the PTCGO is that. It, it allows you to get those very important trainer cards, such as VS Seekers, uh, Sycamores, Lysanders, through the single player, playing them, you'll get so many VS Seekers, so many uh, Sycamores, <laughs> to be able to use in any deck that you need. Um, so it's a great way of getting those important trainer cards that otherwise, in real life, in the physical version, you will have to actually spend a lot of money. I mean, every VS Seeker is 15 bucks a piece. Uh, a piece. Uh, in the PTCGO, all you need to do is just play the single player, 
play against the computer and as you go through all the characters it makes you go through you will be unlocking those trainer cards luckily the ass seeker has finally dropped in paper it has, it has been reprinted it has been reprinted enough times that it should be about five dollars now oh good thank god that yeah. was fifteen dollars, and VS Seeker was, was in every single deck. So you needed four at the very minimum. And if you're someone like me who hates having to switch uh, yeah. uh, cards from deck to deck because I just hate taking out of the uh, protective sleeves into another protective sleeve, it's just annoying for me. Uh, it should. It was a nightmare because it was fifteen dollars a piece, and it's like, man, I don't want to spend sixty dollars for each deck that I want it to have VS Seeker. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they reprinted it in Caldeo and Rayquaza. They reprinted it in the Evolution packs. They, I believe, are reprinting it in that Holo and Lugia decks. They just yeah. throw it wherever they can. And it's lowered the price down. So, good on that them. Definitely very good on them. Anything that was else? never a problem digitally. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> that, that was never a problem digitally. That is very true. Um... So that's it, guys. So uh, last thoughts here about the PTCGO. It's a great system. It is great program. I recommend it for everyone to download it. It is great. It has its quirks. Yes, we already talked about some of them here. Um, there are some improvements that we would like to see, such as being able to get actual championship co- uh, points through the PTCG, uh, PTCGO and be able to purchase individual cards in the PTCGO without having to go around the whole buying... Uh, boosters on uh, in Amazon and you know trading those boosters for the cards that you need it really does have need some improvement but overall it is a great program and a great game for you to get working and playing in the PTCGO so any last thoughts Sigma I hoping that they continue to improve the program Mm -hmm. there were rumors that came out a couple days ago out of the Wall Street Journal that said they're working on a mobile app so hopefully that Oh, yes, I heard that, yes. But it wasn't related to the PTCGO. I've heard that that was actually related to a brand new game. PTCG related, yes. TCG related. Yeah, TCG related. Related, but not related to Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. They're actually starting from scratch. Well, that could be an interesting way, though. Losing the collection. If they they do, the Pokemon Trading Card Game that came out for the Game Boy Advance, uh, or the Game Boy, sorry, um... But a new version for the mobile. I'm all out for that. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Sublime, any last words on the PTCGO? It's free, so if you're not playing it, you should be. So download it. <laughs> Wise words. Yeah. Why have you not? Da- why are you not playing? Why are you not <laughs> playing it right now? Yeah, Steam decks can be fun, even if you don't want to invest too much into getting. Oh yes, mm-hmm. so. that is very true. You can do it for free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, so that's it for Topical Beach. We'll go ahead and move on to our sponsors. And once the sponsors had their time to, you know, sponsor, we're going to come back and tackle, it's been a while, deck of the episode. We'll be right back. Beat up Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. We got Pidgeys, Pidgeotos, Pidgeass, and all your basic flying normal type Pokemon. Need a Farfetch? Got it. Need a Daily Roll? Got it. Need a Staravia? Got it. Need a P-Dub? Got it. Need an average flying type Route 1 exclusive Pokemon? We got it. One more time, that's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. One final time, that's Peter Pigeons, 
Pidgeot Emporium. Go check us out today and tell them Puckle TCG Cast sent you for a 20% discount. Wow, we a 20% discount? No, make that a 25% discount. Do I have to make a 30? There it is, 30% discount. And so for a 30% discount, Peter Pigeon's Pidgeot Emporium. If we don't have it, it is an average. It is. The deck of the episode. We are back, everybody, and we're going to be able to discuss our deck of the episode now. Today, we're gonna, we went ahead and decided, hey, let's go ahead with a fun deck this time around. We always talk about the competitive, what's in, what's winning tournaments, but let's go ahead and talk about those that are just so much fun to play. And when you hear fun to play, one deck comes into mind, and that is Typhlosion. Now, Typhlosion is a very special deck. It is a high-risk, very high-risk, high-reward <laughs> type of deck. Where you are sacrificing all of your cards in your deck in order to do immensely amount of damage each turn. It is really is a very fun deck to play. Now, it is not guaranteed that you will win any tournaments because of how volatile the deck is. It is basically playing with dynamite. Uh, you can blow up your opponent or you can end up blowing yourself up. Uh, it is very, very, very fun deck to play. Now... Typhlosion that we're going to discuss today is one that in, uh, basically marries Typhlosion with um, Talonflame, which we all know is infamous for the uh, Greninja Break deck, which is the turn one Talonflame, which we'll get to in a minute. But let's go ahead and discuss... The one I gave a good review of from the beginning, and don't you forget it. <laughs> you will never, <laughs> ever let me forget it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yes, I know, I know, I'm not perfect. I'm almost perfect. Now... <laughs> You're perfect. You're perfect. So, uh, we have that Typhlosion. For those at home that don't know, Typhlosion is a breakthrough card that came out uh, that has two attacks. It's a stage two, obviously. It has 150 damage, which is pretty decent. Uh, HP, sorry. Which is pretty decent. And it has two attacks. We're going to forget about the second attack. We don't care about it. This first attack is what you want to know. It's called Massive Eruption. It is 80 times. What this does, and it's just for one fire energy. What this does is discard the top five cards from your deck. This attack does 80 damage times the number of energy cards you discarded. Think about it. Each time you discard an energy from your discard pile using this attack, it will do 80 times. So you just discarded two, 160. You discarded three by any chance? That's 240 damage in one go for one energy only. It is ridiculous. As you guys may already guessed, the basic concept of this deck is have, yeah, have uh, four Typhlosions, four Cyndaquils, uh, and just a buttload of fire energy to this uh, to this card. Now, the other card that this uh, that this deck is built around is type, uh, Talonflame, as we discussed. Now, Talonflame, the only reason it is there is to begin your turn with it. As you all guys know, Talonflame has an ability that if it's in your hand once the game begins, you are allowed to play it as a basic on your starting, on your active. Once it's there, it has its attack, which basically costs one energy. And all it does, one colorless energy, and all it does is does 40 damage and allows you to get any two cards from your deck onto your hand. It is really, really a good card. Um, let's go ahead and discuss Typhlosion a little bit. Sigma, let's start with you. What do you think about Typhlosion? I actually used to play this. This was one of the first decks I built after Night March went away. <laughs> <laughs> and it do actually does really well if you're playing on TCGO with the challenges. Yep. Because it does... 
massive amounts of damage for fire Pokemon. You put fire evolutions into play. And the other one is knocking out Pokemon with fire Pokemon. So it knocked out all three of those. So that's why I built it relatively early on. It was easy to acquire the pieces of it. Uh, the one thing I think I would add to this is maybe a Talonflame Break. Mm, yeah. Which, for two fire energies, does 150 damage, and you discard the fire energies, but who cares? Half your or A third of your deck is fire energy. So. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> doesn't matter. You can just go back and get two cards again the next turn. Yeah. Sublime, any opinions on the Typhlosion here? What I'm really looking forward to for Typhlosion is... I believe there's a supporter card from one of the Sun and Moon sets that lets you stack your deck. Mallow. Yeah. Get some Mallow up in here. <laughs> and I think Typhlosion could be a lot more fun. Yeah. It is really volatile. It is really, really unexpected. This is why I like the deck. Now, again, guys, we're featuring this deck. Uh, I, what I want to come across is our deck of the week. I want it to turn into something that we can discuss every single deck. I don't want it to be just those amazing decks that are keep winning top eight because that's not the point. That's not the only point of playing the TCG. We have to really give the spotlights to those decks that we know that are they're too risky to be able to play or that, you know, they only work in a certain meta and uh, not in every single meta. But we really do need to put some spotlights on those decks because they're just so much fun. And for me, primarily... The TCG is all about the fun. It's all about having be, having be, uh, having the time of your life as you play in them. Now, one of the things I like about this deck a lot is the fact that since you have so much energy, because this energy tends to have 20 energies on the deck, by the way, to give some context, you're able to play some cards that allows you to discard those energies to get more out of it. One of those things, of course, is the stadium. Um, I forgot the name. Ooh, oh. the what was the name? Uh, Burning... Burninger? Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth, thank you, yes. <laughs> so Scorched Earth, <laughs> Scorch Earth allows you to discard either a fighting or fire energy and allows you to draw two cards. It is great in this deck because it allows you to be able to go through your deck faster to get what you need. Of course, it also the deck also allows you to only use one Quilava since you can use Rare Candy to evolve your other uh, Cyndaquils into the uh, Typhlosion that you need. And since you only need one energy, that's the beauty of it, you only need one energy to attack, you can really discard as many energies as you want, and then use Energy Recycler, which allows you to get five energies from your discard pile onto your deck once more. So that means that every time you're discarding, you're going to get five energies back onto your deck and allow them to re- uh, uh, discard them using their Flotion once more. So the game, the deck is super fun to play. Again, the problem with it and why you don't hear more and you don't see top 8 is because it's very volatile. You cannot expect, like, I was streaming with this deck and Sigma was there. He can definitely serve as a witness. I had two turns in a row that I only discarded one energy. Having 20 energies in my deck, one energy was everything. So I only did 160 damage to a GX Pokemon. I was not able to knock him out, and that really gave gave him the game. I was not able to do it. If I would have gotten more than one energy at any point, I would have won that game. But unfortunately, luck was not on my side, and I only discarded enough to do 160. So it is really a volatile deck, but it's really fun to play. Any last words, Sigma? Yeah, I enjoyed it when I played it. Though I have gotten rid of it now because I use Volcanium as my fire Pokemon of choice. Of course. And uh, Sublime? <laughs> 
um, I don't have any Typhlosion to play with, uh, and it was not the sort of gimmick I wanted to pursue. Just, like, I wasn't going to go through the trouble of getting that many Typhlosion just for a gimmick deck, but it's fun to play against. It, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so as you have it, guys, the Typhlosion deck is super cheap to build. Uh, that's another plus of this deck. Uh, so if you want a deck to annoy your friends... Uh, <laughs> Or to have fun in League, Typhlosion is definitely a deck that we can recommend for that. Just don't play it in the region, regionals or <laughs> or any of the actual big uh, tournaments. It's it's really not going to win you any games. So let's go ahead and move on to Trainer's Mail. We have a few emails for you guys, so we'll be right back. It's Trainer's Mail. Hello, hello again. We're back to Trainer's Mail. We're going to discuss the emails that you sent us. Thank you so much for sending us email. And we're going to start with Sublime. Give us our first email. All right. Hello, fellow card captors. It is I, the sentient Pokeball, writing to you today to discuss guilty pleasure decks. For me, one of my biggest guilty ple- guilty pleasures is playing Rayquaza Eels. I know this deck used to be a higher tier deck at one point, but has definitely fallen from grace these days in Expanded. If you do not know, Rayquaza needed, uh, needs both fire and lightning energy to attack and to do damage. Um, you must discard all of either the fire or the lightning energies attached to this card. This combos well with Electric's Dynamotor, Dynamotor yeah. ability, which attaches lightning energy from the discard pile to a benched Pokemon. I love cards with abilities such as Electric and the Bronze on card with Metal Links. But decks like these lose pretty handily to any sort of item lock because you need to evolve multiple Pokemon into Stage 1s or Stage 2s of playing Solgaleo Bronzong. Additionally, most people prefer to pair Electric with Raikou because it is a one-priced attacker unlike Rayquaza EX. Also, Raikou can be just as tanky as a Rayquaza EX because of its ability, which reduces damage by 20, and it benefits from rough seas, which sometimes means your opponent needs to two-shot a one-prize attacker. The fact that Raikou does not need fire energy attached also makes it a more cons- more consistent than Rayquaza because you may draw into all of your fire energy at once or need to discard multiple multiples of the fire energy and then not be able to ever attack. Despite all of the advantages of Raikou Eels, I really enjoy playing with Rayquaza because it has a higher damage gap, and I really enjoy playing one-hit KO decks. This also makes Solgaleo Bronzong a favorite of mine, even though I know it doesn't have the greatest matchups. In Standard, I believe my biggest guilty pleasure deck would be Rainbow Road, which isn't exactly bad because it can hit for really great damage, but has not had the greatest showings in tournament results recently and is definitely inconsistent. That's all for me from, um, from me for now, so I'll catch you on the flip-flop, Sentient Pokeball. Oh, no. Yeah, Sentient Pokeball. <laughs> so this, yeah, this uh, this is in response to our Guilty Pleasure deck episode that we did a couple of uh, weeks ago. Uh, uh, we meant to read this last episode, but since we did the three-hour review special, we had to skip it. But thank you so much, uh, uh, Sentient Pokeball. And for those uh, that you don't know, the Rayquaza Eels deck that he's mentioning comes with the Keldeo Rayquaza battle deck that is sold in stores, apparently in Ohio. So, uh, <laughs> Because I can't find it here in Seattle. Um, and it's a really fun deck. It's a deck where that allows you to do a lot of damage while discarding the cards. But on the, uh, electri- uh, the electric eels, um, the electric, what they call that? Electric. electric, thank you, um, will allow you to bring back those energies back into play. Kind of like how Bronzon did with that um, the steel deck. Uh, so Sigma, any comments on that? 
Um, I play Raiko eels. I've never tried uh, Rayquaza eels, though I have played it against it once. It was a, it was tough, but I got there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, the right now the like, as the, both the email and you are indicating the um, Raikou eel is the one to go that it's been played well, uh, because Raikou has does have some advantages over it. It's not hitting as well as you'd like it to in the GX meta. It's yeah. calling the fallen down a little bit more. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I haven't it's... played it in a while, so I have no idea how it plays. Yeah, I picked it up a couple months ago, and the GXs just have so much HP that it's really hard to keep up with those. Yeah. Sublime, any opinions on this one? Um, I like to play um, Raikou Magnazone, because I don't play Expanded, and so those are <laughs> still in standard. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I like Raikou as an attacker. It's a fun card to play yeah. with. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Would you guys and I love us... Bronzong. Would you guys remind us what Raikou, uh, the attack for Raikou is? Um, it's basically the same thing that, um, like a lot of attackers have had it. It was the Keldeo EX, you know, but with electric, right? Yeah, for more energy. So it got stronger the more energy you attach. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So let's, thank you so much, uh, uh, Sentient Pokeball for sending your emails. Let's move on to our next email. Sigma, take it away. Hey guys, I'm not sure if you have done this topic but have you thought about doing an episode of po- about Pokemon Leagues? I figure that since Thatch has started to attend one, and surely some of you guys go to one, you guys can talk about what they are, the benefits of Leagues, what it can do to help a person grow as a player, and how they can improve. I personally find Leagues great, and I have been running a League since 2013, and involved in one since 2012. I would love to share my experiences on the podcast. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you. It's Mikey from Pokemon Crossroads, no less. Thank you for writing in. Hey, Mikey. (laughs) Um, Mikey is a great friend of the show. Uh, He has a great Twitter account at Pokemon Crossroads. Go ahead and follow him. He's uh, he's definitely a great part of our community. Now, that's definitely a great idea. We've had talked about leaks in the past, though not entirely in that aspect with so much detail. Um, but that is something something to to take into account, and something we might discuss in the episode in the show in in a future future episode for sure. So that's it for our mails, uh, mailback, our trainer's mail. We're gonna move on now to the last part of our TCG cast, which is everyone's favorite. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon fifteen questions. So let's get ready to stump oh, no. our co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon! Guys, it is that time. It is Pokemon 15 questions. Who's that Pokemon? And as you guys know, this is the chance to stump our co-hosts here with them trying to guess what Pokemon I'm been thinking about. Now, you all guys know the rules. Lower your browsers, no Pokedexes, no 3DSs or Switches or anything like. Nothing that allows you to help. This is all from memory. <laughs> Now, they are, uh, our players here, our co-host, has 15 questions they can ask. They have to use one of those questions to be able to guess that Pokemon. So, in reality, they have 14 questions. So, we do have our Pokemon. We're ready. The turns will be Sublime first, followed by Sigma. So, let's go ahead and start the game. Sublime, All right. give me a question. Does this Pokemon belong to an evolution chain? Yes. Sigma. 
Is this the base form in an evolution chain? No. Sublime. Not the base form. Is this this Pokemon chain's final evolution? No. Sigma. Okay, so it's the middle. Middle form. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, so does this Pokemon have any immunities based on its typing? Oh, you really make it difficult here. Uh, no. No immunities. No immunities. Alright. That gets rid of, like, six typings. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's a good Uh, question. Normal, ghost, and then the three new typings and ground. Ground. Dark. Dark had an immunity. Yeah, like I said, the three new typings. Oh, the Dark three new typings, yes. Uh, steel, that's true. Um, anyway, um, does this Pokemon have two types? Yes. Sigma. Dual type. Okay. Oh, yeah, and it's not flying either. That's nice. Um... <laughs> So, is one of the typings water? No. Sublime. Not a water type, dual type. Oh, that's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Also not a flying type, dual type, so... Does this Pokemon have a quadruple weakness? Mm, Yes. Sigma. Okay, so let's go for some bad typings, like rock. Is this Pokemon a rock type? No. Sublime. Oh, jeez, not a rock type. That's like half the types we've knocked out (laughs) already. Um, I'm trying to think of Pokemon that exist that are a second stage. Grass would be a crappy typing. Ice is a crappy typing. Um, Yeah, but there aren't too many dual type ices with times four weaknesses. Yes, but what if it's one of the ones that does? Yeah, but that would have to uh, have been steel or rock type. Yes, I was thinking of steel rock too, but now that it's not rock... um, Huh. But what would be the grass combinations for a quadruple weakness? Bug. Bug. Okay, yeah, alright. Uh, is this part grass type? Yes. Alright, Sigma grass type. Okay. So, the things that can be times four weak with grass would be... Our bug and flying. And psychic. Well, flying's out, it's immune to ground. Oh, you're right, it can't be flying, you're right. So it has to be either... Bug or psychic. Can't be ground. So yeah, it has to be bug or psychic. So let's find out. There's quite a lot of... No, wait, there aren't quite a lot. There's like a couple of bug grass types that could be possible then. Uh, Like uh, Swadloon. Swadloon is a possibility. Is that the middle stage? Because it's the Waddle, Swadloon... Uh, Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the middle one. Um... Because there aren't that many. No, I mean the other so, choices are like Parasect, which does not have a, a middle final, stage. It's a final. right. So, mm. do we want to find out if this is a grass bug? Yeah, let's ask. We have a couple of extra questions, so let's eliminate that possibility. Uh, so, is this yeah. Pokemon part psychic type? No. Okay, I think that's ten I think questions. We got it. Sigma. Are there any others? I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> watch there be some Alola we're forgetting. <laughs> right. Well, there weren't very many three-stage Pokemon in Alola, though. So it, at least double types do you... Uh, 
Wait, so we asked that it's part grass type, right? Yes. Did we ever ask that it's part bug type, or were we just no? Like, we assuming? just asked if it was part psychic type. So. And that was the only. Uh, I guess like yeah, it has to be bug type because the process of elimination then. Yeah, because it can't be flying and it can't be ground, so it has to be bug. Are there any other quadruple weaknesses that steel. grass could have? It could be grass steel, but we knocked that we, out. It can't be steel, right? Um, because uh, flying has so no grass has so many weaknesses, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and so many combinations because it could give it a quadruple weakness. Um, yeah, that's why it's such a bad. Time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you've got. Let's go over grass's weakness. So you've got bug, fire, ice, flying. Poison. I think that's all of them, right? It's just those five. Yeah. Oh, just... there's something that can be tamed. Oh, grass, fairy. fairy. Oh, wait. fairy we eliminated, so that's not an issue. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we covered it all. Okay, so do we want to just try if it's Swadloon? Swadloon, yeah, go for it. Yeah, is it Swadloon? <laughs> it is Swadloon. Wow! <laughs> Congratulations, guys. It was pretty impressive. I'm pretty impressed here. Um, yeah, Swabloom are uh, number 541 from the National, Swabloom. It's, uh, it's a very interesting Pokemon. It's a, it's a bad Pokemon. <laughs> it's a pile of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for playing along. Um, that was a lot of fun. You guys nailed it. I mean, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Now, of course, we've reached the end of our episode, as always. Um, if you like our show... There's a lot more of us that you can get in Puckle. Go at PucklePodcast.com. We have a lot of things you can enjoy there. Other podcasts. We have our main show, Puckle Podcast. We also have the Game Corner. The Movie Club, which might come back soon. And we also have our live coffee hour shows. Um, other than that, please join us on Facebook. We're uh, located at Facebook at Facebook slash, uh, Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. We also have our Facebook group for the TCG cast, which we're all a member of. Facebook.com slash PTC, uh, I'm sorry, TCG, uh, Puckle TCG. <laughs> um, please join us on Twitter at PucklePodcast.com. I'm sorry, PucklePodcast. And our um, Tumblr, which is also, I think, Puckle, if I'm not mistaken. Other than that, please join us on our Reddit, which you can gain access directly from our PucklePodcast.com webpage. And join us on our chat box meetups. We also have our Discord channel which you can always always get a hold of us there and it's a great community and we're always available to help you as always guys thank you so much if you have and you're not starving some extra change you can always join us in patreon every single cent that you put on this will go straight back to you guys it is all for the community that's where we get all the equipments for our shows that's also where we get all the prices for a tournament such as the tournament we're doing right now that we invest in you guys. So everything goes straight back to you guys. Now, Sublime, thank you so much for joining us today, as always. It's always a pleasure, and so good to be back. Oh, so good to have you back as well. And Sigma, another great episode with you, man. You're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Ah, it's not a problem. It was only half the time this last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, less than half. And for all of you listening at home, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy. As always, guys, here from Golden Rod, thank you so much for listening, and as you all know, it is closing time.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.